I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. I had a moment this afternoon to relax on my back porch and enjoy just the day. A bright, sunshiny day. I could see the chickens off in the distance in the pen, and, well, there's Sophie. She's running around having a great time. Beautiful weather. There's only one problem. It's December. Christmas is this week, and it's sunny and 70. As I came to the studio, I thought about that, and I sat down. And I sat before my radar, and I just clicked to where I thought it would be cold. And, and sure enough, I found a place far, far away from where I sit at the moment. It's a little town called Winter, Minnesota. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's my first time. But right now, it is showing one degree. So with all things, i got to know a little bit more. I searched and dug around, and, well, they had a post office until about 1937. At some point after that, people started to move away, and it's become just a community. So if you're there tonight, I salute you. It's a cold night there. As you glance around the state of Minnesota, it's been a lot of famous folks come out of there. Judy Garland. Who could forget her from The Wizard of Oz? Walter Mondale? Then the next guy I noticed was Bob Dylan. But I'm still trying to figure out the meaning of his songs. I'm working on that. And where would America be without Laura Ingalls Wilder and Little House on the Prairie? And I couldn't help but notice that Minnesota even has one of our own. A good friend of mine who's a news reporter at KSTP-TV. Say hello to Lindsey Brown next time you bump into her in Minneapolis. That girl's going to go far. She's learned not to say y'all on air anymore. She's a great person. Y'all enjoy. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, The Christmas Miracle. We've got a few good stories to tell today, some heartfelt stories that will come about. But I wanted to start out with something a little different, even though we're talking about good things. Okay. Well, to talk about the good, you got to talk about the bad first. What's bad? Have you seen the headlines of the the waitress from Arkansas who lost her job? No, I don't guess I have. Uh, Terry, this just shocks me that somebody could be this big a Scrooge, this close to Christmas, and I just call it mean. I got to know, Scotty, what happened? Well, it was a group of realtors, and I've seen this on Facebook a lot, to where you start a $100 dinner club to where everybody goes, and anybody attends it brings an extra $100 to leave a, the waitress, whoever waits on you, that tip. Each person gives $100 to okay, it, okay. unsuspected. Yeah. So they did this, and they planned ahead. It's in Bentonville, Arkansas, where it happened. They called the restaurant. And asked, does the waitress get to keep the tip? Does she have to split? And they said, no. Well, it sounds like you've got a plan. Yeah. And if you're the lucky waitress, you're getting, you're reaping all the benefits. Correct. So they go have dinner. Uh, at the end of it, they present her with $4,400 and she goes to crying is, is that is huge. Uh, she was, I think in her thirties, a single mom, maybe she may not have been single, but regardless, she needed the money. She gets it. Then the restaurant 
takes it away from her and tells her that she's got to split it with the rest of the staff. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you just said that they called ahead of time and and they were told that whomever is the waiter or waitress for that group gets to keep all of the tip money. You're correct. You were listening. And that's what they were told. So they went and took the tip money back and put it in their pocket. They go outside and they call her outside and they hand it to her. So they're trying to find another way. They really want her to be the recipient of that money. I understand anybody would want it, but it was her lucky night. Well, to me, it's like if you and I were waiter and waitress and we're working for Deb's Diner and you happen to wait on that group, I mean, I, I would hate the fact that I just missed out, but that's life. It is, and it happens all the time. And you just got lucky, and maybe sometime down the road, I'll be the lucky recipient. Yeah, you'll get your blessing. So, and blessings, let's stop, let's, stop, just, yeah. let's stop just for a second. But blessings comes in many ways. And, and it's funny that you say that because we were just talking about this on Sunday, uh-huh. that if you give a blessing, you get one in return. That is true. You know what I'm saying? I do. That if you do a good deed, well, then chances are you'll be the recipient of a good deed down the road. And they could be in different forms and shapes and sizes, right? Absolutely. I remember a few of those, and I'll share that because I remember hearing a preacher talk about that one time, and it was a great story. But she goes back into work, Terry, and she's got the money, and she is fired from her job. Just point blank fired. Because she accepted the money? Now, it don't take rocket science to probably tell that there's a 1-800 lawyer probably by now attached to her at the hip. Because that was just, that was that's wrong in so many ways. Especially if you were being told up front, the people that were wanting to have their dinner, lunch, whatever there, and it had called ahead of time, like you said, to make sure that if they presented a waiter or waitress with the tip money, that they would be the recipient 100% of getting that money. Yeah. And now they've gone back and rescinded what they just told them. Now, I don't know if this will end up in court. I don't know the end of it, but I feel like it's headed that way. But I just, uh, that's, that's being a Scrooge. I get it if you've got a huge party and you might be the primary waiter or waitress but you've had a whole team of people kind of assisting yeah you know you would and it's still at that point it might be i give it to her and what she does with it is up to her correct it's almost like i go back to deb's diner okay you are the recipient of let's say a thousand dollars that's what you got but truth be told you know, you asked me if I'd come over there and help because the party had gotten too big and I'm kind of slow because, you know, you get assigned tables. So I'm over there helping you. So if I'm helping you, all I can do is hope that in good faith, if you feel the calling, you throw a couple hundred dollars my way to say, man, thanks, or $100 or $50 or whatever it may be for helping you. But that's still your call. That's correct. And knowing you, Scotty, I probably wouldn't get any money. <laughs> No, knowing you, you I would, got, you, I would, but that's still up to that person 
to decide if she wants to share that. I mean, these are her coworkers, and she's going to have to go in every day. But if she's the sole person that busted her can yeah. to make sure those 8, 10, 15, whatever the number is, of those folks had water, had drinks, was taking care of them, and that's what she was told, or that's what the party was told up front, then why is it not hers to keep? I agree with you 100%. And by the way, I like sweet tea and ketchup. You take care of me on that, and you get a good tip. I, I am easy as pie. And especially since it's around the Christmas holidays. I mean, I hate to say that, but a little deed can go a long way. You know, and there's always going to be those folks out there, and we know them. You know, we just did something here recently today, as a matter of fact, and it was not a Christmas bonus. Let's just be clear about that. But people, every employee was a recipient of a bonus today that's great got the same amount okay it was not a christmas bonus but it was a bonus nonetheless now you'll still have those that will say well why couldn't it have been more but most people were so appreciative of that as i'm sure she was and that was what forty four hundred dollars yeah that's junk i mean that's a chunk of change but still that's what they chose to do she just happened to be the lucky recipient yeah so, I mean, it, it I, I don't know. I just think that there are so many things that are good deeds that people do. Like, let's just say um, the angel tree. I don't know how prevalent that is in other states, but it sure is where we come from. Right. And, you know, the other thing that is we done this this year, Angie done six kids, uh, to the shoebox Christmas yeah, to the uh-huh. kids overseas. She did that this year. Uh, the angel tree that is big. If you can go out and help a kid, you know, I used to do the shop with a cop program also. Yeah, uh, to where radio, the cops yeah, your would. Yeah, radio years. Yeah, and, and taking kids shopping with a cop, it, it's it's a touching little thing. Well, speaking of the angel tree, I mean, we do that. My family does it every year, and I, I've spoke on this on several occasions about how much it means to me. I get more out of it than anything, but I have also been on the other end talking about the Scrooge, where I was or volunteered through the company that I was employed with at the time to work it to where they actually, the families came up and picked up the items. And again, it's strictly on a number basis. You don't see who they are or whatever else. But I've seen them out in the parking lot raising cane because they didn't get more. So, you know, there's always going to be that Scrooge that wants to ruin a good deed. But there sure are some Christmas miracles that are still out there today. You just have to look for them. Didn't you talk about that years ago that there was a very known, well-known artist, musician, probably the most famous there is, that always tried to make sure that he took care of folks during Christmas? Yeah, you know, and I saw that. I saw a picture. This was a couple of years back, and I thought, I've never seen this picture before. And it's not very publicized, but it was the mayor of Memphis with Elvis. And this was back in the early 60s. Elvis started out his first year after he started making money. He gave a $1,000 to his old high school so that all the kids could go to some show or football game. As it progressed, Elvis gave, and I don't know how to do the breakdown of what money was then, what it is now, but he gave $50,000 in 62. The following year, he gave 55000 The year after that, he raised it to $100,000. Elvis oh, was, and you cannot even count the cars, the, the homes. That man truly uh, meant well with everything he'd done. It came from the heart. He was one of those that if he saw somebody that wasn't doing good, he jumped in to help. 
Well, didn't you tell me there's another story of a guy that just felt the need that kind of tapped into folks that he thought were at least gave the appearance that they were kind of down on their luck? This guy is still anonymous. Kansas City, each year, he gets the cops to help him out. The public doesn't know who he is, but he takes $100 bills and he gives some to the cops. And he goes out and looks for people that have a a sadness on their face. That's how he decides who gets it. And if they look like they're having a hard time, he gives them $100 for Christmas. And you just take a wild guess how much money you've got to be, I would guess, a millionaire or something to be able to afford this. But take a wild guess how much he gives away. I have no idea. He's up to two hundred grand a year. Wow! In hundred dollar bills of handing out to needy people—that's touching. You know what, though? But if I had that kind of money, don't you know he feels some? He probably feels tremendous for doing it. And you know that old he knows saying: he makes an impact on the people that he gives it to. And, and there is truth to the old saying that uh, you, you remember as a kid, people saying you thought, "Oh, yeah, right." It's about better to give than receive. Yeah, there is so much truth to that. Uh, if you have never done it, try it because it does give you a warm fuzzy inside. Well, you know, and there's all kinds of ways to give. And I know that we've talked about monetary ways. Right. But here's a little interesting story that I thought that I would talk about. Because Christmas for a lot of people, and maybe it's just bad timing. You've got family members that are in the hospital, people that are on their deathbed. You've got people that have lost loved ones. And it's really, really tough to get through that Christmas. I mean, I've been there. And that first Christmas, it's tough. Are they alone? Right. You know, singing Christmas carols. We used to do that every year when I was growing up. And that, and we'd always, you know, knock on an, an elderly person's door. But for some people, we love Christmas. I mean, I look at your house and you've got it decked to the halls, you know, in, in Christmas decorations. But for some people, they are just trying to get through December 25th. Correct. But here I thought was a really touching story. So just bear with me. It's a little story that I'm going to read. It says, An Unlikely Angel. It was 1999, a few days after Christmas, a black dog with a little white around his mouth wandered into the front porch and settled in as if he had lived here all his life. Whenever anyone left the house to do any chores or walk next door to my brother-in-law's house, the black dog followed. He patiently would wait until we were done, follow us home, and lie down on the porch. Inside, the house was full of sadness and quiet conversation. My 91-year-old father-in-law was gravely ill. The family gathered to see to his care, to cook, and to welcome visitors. And the family of this man was the pillars of the community. So they obviously had a lot of people coming over and paying their respects. The curious visitor gave us something new to talk about. A wonderful distraction. Whose dog was he? Did someone drop him off along the road? Did he intend to stay? Either way, it would be dark soon, and he would be cold. So this person said they sat in the rocking chair by the front window where he could watch the happy black dog's comings and goings. We called the radio station, animal shelter, newspaper, sheriff, and several neighboring farms about the lost dog. Meanwhile, we made him comfortable on the front porch with food, water, and a blanket. The days leading up to New Year's brought no news, and we were all just content that our companion had stayed around. 
My father-in-law said he wanted to live long enough to see the new millennium, and he did. He passed away January the 2nd. That was the day the black dog left. Then the weather turned cold and the snow fell every day for the rest of the winter, it seemed. That's a cold place if it's going to snow every Yeah. So it says, sometime later, we heard that the black dog was a rescue dog living with a family about a mile and a half from the farm. They named him Bogard. The following summer, Bogard returned to see us again. When his owners came to pick him up, we told them about the angelic Christmas visit, how he had comforted our family with his cheerful companionship. We wanted them to know how much that meant. Isn't that wild that it was almost like that dog had a sixth sense and he kind of gave that family comfort at a time when it was filled with sadness? Yeah. It does touch you, to tug at your heart. And that, that dog had that sixth sense to know that that's where he was needed. And that was a little Christmas miracle. And there are Christmas miracles everywhere. And, and you know, and you hit on a point there. There's a lot of things. It doesn't cost money to be nice. It doesn't cost money to invite somebody over for a dinner at your house. Don't leave anybody alone if you can help it. But have you ever been in a store? I've been in a store one time where I was in like a Walmart or something like that. And I, I mean, I don't mean this ugly, but you can kind of tell, like the guy that's given the $100 to the people that look like yeah. they're sad, that look like, I mean, for Christmas, sometimes, I mean, they there are agencies, as we've just mentioned, that can really assist a family that can't afford all of the things that their children would like. And I'm not talking about an extravagant Christmas list. I'm talking about just some basic toys and basic items that they need. But, I mean, I was in a, a Walmart or something like this. It's been 10, 15 years. And you could tell, this is especially in the day when you put things on layaway. Right. And uh, this family was in there at, like, customer service talking about how they needed some more time. They didn't, you know, it was right at Christmas. And... Some people were in there, and I think this one particular guy overheard this family and asked them how much did they owe. And I think they owed, like, I don't know, it was maybe right at $100 for the items. And he walked up and paid for it. And you could just tell that that meant the world to that family because they were there either to negotiate more time, which meant going past Christmas. You know, you either got to pay for it or you're not getting it. And they were at the point where... They didn't have the money, so either they were going to be able to negotiate more time, which really wasn't going to work out, or they were going to have to say, I, I can't pay for the items, so I'm not going to be able to take those home. And they were able to take those items home, I'm assuming, to little kids that were going to be looking for Santa to come, and they were able to deliver. And you know the person that was able to do that, felt really good about being able to step up and do that. And chances are people like that, they're not looking for the glory. They're not looking for to be singled out to, for people to know. He probably went home to his family and never mentioned a word to his family. He just did it because he felt it in his heart. Well, that goes along with, you know, I mentioned a while ago, I'd heard a, a story from a preacher, Brother Danny, who uh, is our pastor. Uh, he told the story of he'd, he'd finally bought a pair of cowboy boots. And he said he was at church one night, and he said uh, he could uh, hear the Lord talking to him that he needed to give his boots to somebody. And he said he just kind of argued it and put it off, and he said it just kept coming back to him and coming back to him to where he finally took his boots off and carried it down the aisle and said, I'm supposed to give you this. And gave it to a yeah. church member? 
And then as things do happen, you get twofold. It was given back to him later at a different time. Somebody else gave him his boots. And it just kind of, things like that happen. God replaces things that he tells you to do to help somebody. Well, You're paid and, back. And you think you need these items. And maybe maybe there are some things that you need. But you also know that there are people out there that need it a whole lot more oh, than you do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You and I especially know that, you know, it's like we talk about all the time. We don't really know what to get our spouses because they have everything. That's correct. When you can say those words, you're blessed. Yes, you are. And so you just need to think about how can I bless somebody else that can't say those words. I know we've all heard the statement, Christmas is more about giving than receiving. Pray for one day that you truly understand this world. It's almost like being born again. You can fresh you out of your life. Now wait a minute. Let's be a little another story. Oh yeah. What the season is all about. And that would be the birth of Jesus Christ. It's all about faith and second chances. And as long as there's breath left in your body, you too will live forever. Don't forget the meaning of Christmas. I look forward to you joining us for more episodes of Secrets from the South.